Blog Talk Radio. Edition of the Pajama Party. I'm one of yours, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Mine. Bonsoir, darling. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Friday, Friday. Finally. Yeah, it's here. And we're live. That's right. We're pre recorded and ain't nothing like that. we taking calls tonight. You know, call in and make your peace and say what you want to say. Get it in. And happy out. September. Yeah. It's a whole other month, man. Where is this year going? Wow, it's here already? <laughs> sure is. September just mm-hmm. snuck up. Ain't but three months mm-hmm. left in a year, so. Mm-hmm. Get it in. Yeah, all right. Yeah. How you doing tonight, Kevin? I can't complain. How about you guys? What's up with you guys? Hmm. You know, sheep's in the meadows, cows in the corn, you know. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing just fine and fabulous. Fork hanging out okay. with the spoon. As I always Okay. Do. All right. So what you got for us tonight, Papa Didi? Get things started. Uh, You know, our, our first topic I want to talk about is I heard Trump boldly say, now, I just want to get y'all opinion on this, that he's going to pardon all the people that got convicted or arrested at the, you know, January 6th situation when he becomes president again. Now, mind you, now, mind you, now, now before you give your opinion on this, mind you, uh, if he does win the presidency, he won't become president until January 20th of 2025. Okay? So that's like a couple of years away and there ain't no telling where the world gonna be then. And whoever got convicted or whatever with that insurrection, they're gonna be out of jail. Okay? And probably getting back on with their lives. So when you pardon them, all they're doing is just, I guess you get it off their record. But you know, they still got convicted. You tell me you're going to pardon somebody when you become president again in two two and a half years? And <laughs> shit, all these guys, they're only getting like a year sentence or six months or eight months. They'll be done these sentence by the time your ass even become president. So what you going to pardon? Somebody already been in jail? Anyway, what do you think about that? Him predicting the damn future. So who are you going to pardon? Uh, I'm going to let Cattle take that one. Oh crap! Well, you done gave it to me first. Yeah. Um, now, mind you, before you before you say that, now now mind you, he also mm-hmm. said he had nothing to do with this thing, but now he's going to pardon uh, the people that got it. So he's <laughs> contradicting the hell out of himself. But that's your boy. I ain't going to talk about him. I know. I know y'all. He's doing you know, a whole you know. lot. 
He's yeah, been doing he's too a- much. He um, it, that's just crazy. The people you know that have, have been convicted, uh, uh-huh. they just need need to go their ass to jail, and he need to leave them alone. But see, here again, we don't understand what's going on. This Bama forty five is sending a, a, a message. Oh, just sit tight. Mm-hmm. I got you. Right. So I, I just feel as if he, he he's just sending messages to these people and reassuring him, reassuring them that he's coming back. And he's coming oh, he back strong. And, and, right. He's and once back. I get in office, I'm going to pardon you. So it's like, hey, just sit back, relax. I got you. So that, yeah, that's my thing on that. Yeah. His sentences will be over by then. Well, I think this is just another clown move by a clown running around in a clown car, and he just needs to go sit his darn self down. All of these comments and things that he's making statements, talking about, you know, with the papers and the the top secret papers that he took, Mm -hmm. they're trying to act like at one point he said he didn't do anything wrong. Then he said he didn't do anything different than Obama did. Obama did it. He claimed Clinton Obama, did it. Clinton took papers. And, really? And the archives, what? National Archives said that's a lie. Everything that's supposed to be in the National Archives when both of those presidents left the White House was at the National Archives. So, you know, he just, as usual, like I said, that's the clown doing the dance. You know what he reminds me of when you go to the rodeo? And the bull starts acting crazy, and they send that clown out there to distract them until they can get the bull to calm down. That's Trump. Oh, he ain't nothing but a rodeo oh. clown. So that's that's my comment. Yeah, I ain't even gonna give him he, that much. He talks air. a lot of stuff. And he, He's a rodeo clown. But there's mm. people out there that actually believe in his ass and following his ass, and that's what's scary. You know what I mean? He is being. Yeah. People just love him. They're looking for the great white hope. You know, they really are. Mm-hmm. They're trying to figure out who they can follow and all and this and that, and they're just following him. like he And he, they're sending the money. He's getting a ton of money, you know, every month. They got the, you know, the uh, the little stuff that comes into him every month. Like like you, like you your little cell phone bill comes out, people sending money to him. Yeah, like, those automatic payments. Mm, like ties to a church or whatever. He's just getting And as soon as that FBI investigation news hit, he jumped right on it on his social media yeah, to site. Say something opposite. Truth, truth media, whatever he calls that thing. It's so funny he calls his social media truth when it's nothing but lies. Nothing but lies, anyway, yeah. he jumped right on there and started fundraising. He jumped on there and said, oh, the FBI is coming for me. They're doing this. They're doing that. Y'all send me money. Send the money. I'm going to mm-hmm. have to fight this. Don't let them, you know, do what they're doing. And people start writing checks, using cards, sending money. It is incredible. Oh he might as well be an evangelist. He might as well be an evangelist because he got it down. I'm not even going to touch that. He might as well be do the Tammy Faye Baker uh, move, you know. Anyway, I'm getting oh. off of that. Anyway. <laughs> we ain't going to piss off with that one. All right. Well. Let's let's jump into uh, the rundown if you're ready, Kel. Yeah, sure, I'm ready. Yeah. All right. And ahead of Yeah. Um, in focus, we're going to talk about this five-year-old berated and handcuffed uh, by Maryland cops. This is a five-year-old boy. 
Also, Democratic um, Pelotola beats Palin in Alaska special election upset. Oh, Sarah Palin. Oh, boy. And uh, Congressional Commission finds the KKK plaque mounted at West Point. Also, our cocktail of the week. What's popping with Papa Didi? Quite sure he got a good one for us tonight. Of course, we have to lighten it up with our weird news. Bright teenage girl identifies as a cat and now shows feline behavior. Okay. Wow. Uh, a woman discovers that her friend, uh, that a fried chicken order is actually fried paper. And uh, Lima Rita drinkers may be owed some money. Also, I'm just saying with red wine. Uh, living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up. I got some good news tonight. The kids to listen the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with In Focus. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show, and we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives, so send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier. Or is it Misery Loves Company or whichever? Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party Show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe. I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. All right, welcome back to the John Party. One of your Papa Didi. I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Oh, sly darling. Ooh. All right, kettle. What you got going over there? All right, we're gonna get into this. Um, this is a this is a local thing. This is, sounds kind of crazy, but as they say, shit happens. This five-year-old on uh child left at uh, East Silver Spring Elementary School in Maryland. Um, he had wandered away about a thousand feet from the school into a residential uh, area. He was discovered wandering and brought back to his elementary school by police officers. Yeah, that's the key word, by police officers. His mother was called, and while he waited for her to arrive, he was berated by Montgomery County police officers uh, Dion Holiday and Kevin Christman. So in the video, the police officer repeatedly tells the child they believe he should be beaten. Did you hear what I said? What? The, the police officer said they believe that he should be beaten. So I guess it's a, either being sarcastic or I'm not sure. Saying things like, does your mama spank you? Uh, she's going to spank you today. The officer later on tell him, they have told his mother to beat him. So they put handcuffs on on the little boy, five years old. Five years At one old? Point, five years old. The <sighs> child's mother, Shanta Grant, filed a lawsuit, thank you, Jesus, 
against the police department and the school at the time. Matthew Bennett, one of the attorneys representing the Grant family, told news outlets that uh, this is life-changing money. It will go into a trust account, and it will earn interest. When the youngster is ready to go to college, he'll have a large chunk of change to pay for his college. So the settlement comes after a young, um, after a year-long investigation to the incident seems to have led to very little in the way of punishment for the two officers. So, you know, they didn't do anything to them, but apparently the family has gotten some money out of the deal because of the things that they said. Now, suppose they say that to, to another another little kid. You know, why not just cap it up? But I, I guess, you know, there's no law with just talking, but they scared. I mean, he's five years old. They scared the little boy. I can't understand. So, why, why did they put the handcuffs on a five-year-old? I can't even imagine handcuffs would fit on a five-year-old. And then they keep telling the boy that you you ought to get a beating because your mother beat you. She's going to beat you when she gets here. They traumatized him, scared him to death. I I just don't understand. Like, what was that even about? But what was the racial dynamic of the whole situation? The child was black, and the cops were Montgomery County. (laughs) (laughs) No, You ain't going to give him That answers your question. (laughs) <laughs> All right, for those who don't know, Montgomery County, Maryland, covers an array of different towns uh, that's, uh, oh, my God, it's brutal. I guess it starts yeah. up around uh, Rockville, and it goes down as far as, well, I don't know how far it goes down, but I know it covers Gaithersburg and Germantown and and Brun- Brunswick. Uh, always. A lot of, I mean, there's mixed all the way, all the way to West Virginia, there. Yeah, but a lot of the cops for Montgomery County cops are white, and I just—this is ridiculous. Well, if you go to Montgomery County and you're going from, let's say, Gaithersburg down to, let's say, Brunswick, Maryland, that boy, that that's that's hillbilly country boy back there. Whew, right. I got rode the train. You know, they got a mark train that takes you out to the Brunswick area in Montgomery County, and boy, you can sit in that first car and look out the window. And you, 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 you'll just go back in time, you know. You'll see people with sofas mm. on the porch, Frederick flags. It's crazy. It's, it's just off the chain. So they were just, like, just screwing with this boy's mind, this little five-year-old yeah. child. Hell, because, you know, yeah. we're the enemy. I can't imagine that he was saying but so much to them that would cause them to act like that. He's only five. I think they were trying to scare the boy, honestly. I, I really believe that they were trying to scare him, but he's yeah, five years old. He's not understanding what's going on. What was it, what was it a little white what, what was a little white kid? What would you do? What would your – you'd be yeah. nurturing, you'd be uh, patronizing, you'd be calling the parent, you'd be desperately looking for the parent. You trying know, to it's soothe just a, him, trying to make mm-hmm. him you know, feel like, look, it'll be all right. You're taking a Dairy Queen. You know, it'd be a whole other situation, which is, when, oh. the question is why? Why why the patronism mm-hmm. on that particular level, when it's, when it's a person of color, you know, they just need to be, yeah, oh, like you're a mess. Ah, look at you, look at you. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Tell me, does your mother beat you? She's going to beat you now. Mm. Uh, that's crazy. And the cops, nothing happened to them. They didn't get disciplined or anything. They just go back to work. Yeah, you would think they would have got a little disciplinary action or something, you know, maybe off the force for a minute or something. It's just crazy. 
They only won a couple hundred thousand. Sense. That's really that's really no money. That would come out. Yeah, that was basically to say fun. here, just take this and go on now. Yeah, that that's wow. slush fund money. You know, that's petty cash for some of these communities like that. But see, that's how they look out for those cops. Those cops go out there and do wild stuff, and nothing happens to them. So there's nothing that that tells these cops don't act like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, this one I was happy about this one. This was uh one of the midterm elections way, way out in Alaska. Uh there's a Democrat. Her name is Mary Pel Peltola, if I'm pronouncing it right. She beat the brakes off of your girl Sarah Palin. Hmm. Remember Sarah Palin who said she can see uh, Russia from her house, <laughs> her backyard, or however mm-hmm. she phrased it, oh, her crazy boy. self. But she decided mm-hmm. to jump back into politics, and I think she really was just running on name recognition. And Trump and Trump uh, support. And, and Trump, yeah, you know, all of these GOP folks that are all getting behind one another. So anyway, there was a vacant work, huh? seat. I believe it was a special election because somebody either retired or passed. I think he died. Yeah, something. I think he passed away. So yeah, she figured, oh, I, I, this is a no-brainer for me. But a Democrat knocked her right off of that little pedestal. And this woman, Pel- Peltola, is a former state legislator who has become Alaska's first Indigenous member of Congress. Check that out. Mm-hmm. First indigenous member of Congress. Now, this is 2022, and this is the first time we've got an indigenous member of Congress, meaning indigenous as in a real American, so to speak. I mean, I'm applauding that she actually won the election. But see, that goes to show you the people in Alaska were like, we do not need this loudmouth, crazy white chick to try to represent us. Been there, done that. Don't want to do it again. So you got somebody who is actually, you know, probably an Alaskan or Native American or whatever her heritage. She is an indigenous person. And now she has got the seat. I'm so happy for this lady. So shout out to her, sister. uh, uh, I call her sister, an indigenous person. That means she's definitely not white. So... You go, girl. Um, so, yeah, there were a few other races and things that went on. But, yeah, you know, she had Trump's backing, like Papa Didi said. And um, it worked in 2006, but it didn't work in 2022. So that, that's pretty much it on that one. I'm just happy that she lost and that another person that Trump was trying to back up and prop up did not win. But it's interesting how... Senator, you got to look up, where is he from? Tom Cotton. I forgot which state he represents. He already, as soon as the results were announced, he starts talking about, oh, there's some foul play. There was something that happened with the election, and, you know, there was some trickery and all this stuff. So he's already claiming that Sarah Palin actually won and that this was not a legitimate election, and, of course, some of the other GOP members are jumping on the, you know, fake whatever bandwagon. Yeah, nobody wants to lose a day and nobody wants to conceit 
you know, that they that they lost. I mean, it's just amazing. I'm, I'm wondering in the future what's going to happen to in these elections with the midterms coming up in November. Nobody's, you know, congratulating their component. It's always no. I, I you know, it's it's going to get ugly. I, I'll tell you, by 2025, this world's going to be ugly. You mean to cut you off? But this world's mm-hmm. going to be ugly. No, that's pretty much it. I was just saying that you know, Cotton was one of the first and loudest. To jump on the um, it's a fake rigged all of that you know the words that they use those trigger words they get those mega folks all worked up and then they all start hollering about oh the Democrats you know they blame it on the Democrats Democrats rigged the machine rigged the election they cheated they you know they come up with all this stuff because nobody as you just said nobody wants to admit when you lose if you lose you lose you can't win all the time. Somebody's got to lose. Mm. So. But uh, tell me, where did Sarah Palin come from? <laughs> she, came out she, li- she actually lives in Alaska. Now, I don't know if she <laughs> it was always there, but she lives in Alaska. And then after that, she was the uh, vice president, vice presidential pick for uh, – What's his name? Who passed? Um, he was the vice presidential running mate for um, the gentleman from uh, Arizona. Ah, uh, yeah. McCain. McCain. He picked her for his vice him. presidential running mate. She, she need to go sit yeah. down somewhere. What? Yeah, she really does. Again. Go do something. Else. Yeah, again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Now this story here is just it's the next story. Uh are we done with uh Sarah Palin? Yeah. Oh we're so done. Yeah, with thank Sarah. you. Yes, okay. yes. Right. <laughs> I'm putting her on anyway. the cash list. Now, go ahead, Papa Didi. What did she say she was a a pig with lipstick or something? Remember Mom? Yeah, she made some comment about that. How she, her, she's going rogue and something about a soccer mom and a I remember she's, she's a pig with lipstick or some shit. She's yeah. Anyway, this now, this show you how deeply rooted stuff is. This is up at West Point, you know, which is the uh, area where the Army uh, does their business, uh, you know, which is a comparison to um, Annapolis with the Navy. But um, the Congressional con- – now, they're saying that the con- Congressional Commission finds a KKK plaque mounted at the West Point – Science Center entrance. Mm, okay, mm, now if this is a science center where the students are learning science or whatever the case may be, how long has this been there before anybody said anything? Or and now here now listen to the story how deep this is. A congressional commission has discovered has discovered some shit that's hanging on the wall. You know what I mean? Well, apparently, on. somebody pointed it anyway, out. They say in the congressional commission, they're trying to downplay it has discovered that a uh, Ku Klux Klan plaque is mounted on the entrance, okay? Mm-hmm. How you discover something, hang on the wall at the entrance. Now, this is just crazy when you read between the lines of the United States Military Academy Science Center at West Point, NBC reports, okay? The findings came along with a report released this month from the naming commissions, which is identifying, removing, they're, they're trying to work on removing Confederate stuff from that area, but they're having a hard time because that West Point is so deeply rooted in, in, in Jim Crow 
memorabilia. You know, the bronze plaque contains the words Ku Klux Klan, and it's underneath the, the words Ku Klux Klan is a depiction of a person wearing a hood and holding a rifle. Wow. Okay, now this is what this West plaque Point? looks like at West Point. Yeah, at the Army. Oh. Yeah, you got, you know, you got black, you know, um, soldiers going there to be officers. You know, it's an equivalent to, uh, you know, Annapolis, Maryland for the, for the, uh, the Navy. It's just the opposite. Oh. Oh, that's anyway, what that is? Is the Army? Yeah, the Army. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the bronze plaque, like I said, contains the word Ku Klux Klan and has, it has a picture of a person on a hood with a hood on holding a rifle. Now, the, the Navy Commission reported that they don't have the authority to remove the plaque. Okay, so they got to send all kind of uh, congressional requests and everything like that. <laughs> now, now, first of all, taking down a plaque, what does it take? A fucking hammer and a chisel? Or a... <laughs> yeah, a screwdriver. I mean, what what you need? Did they need congressional approval mm-hmm. to go in and take something off the wall that is definitely now you got black cadets there who who's seen this. So if people have seen this plaque for years, why is the US government saying that they have found something now? That mm-hmm. they have, we have discovered that there is a something what do you mean you discovered it? It's hanging up. At the entrance, which is going to show you that the you know the the bureaucracy that, that goes on in this world, the crap that's accepted and put up with, you know, when it's when it's coveted in an area that is uh, still holding on to those beliefs. That's why it hasn't been taken down because there's a majority of people there that believe in that crap. So they just because you know different neighborhoods and areas where you see confederate flags, you have people that live in those areas that dare you to take the flag down. Mm-hmm. So some of that that hatred and belief is very deeply rooted. So which which leads to the conclusion that when it comes to people nowadays, um, friends, even friends you knew during the time that Trump was the uh, president, and people in your job that were Trumpers let their their feelings be known about how they felt about Trump. You look up and you, the person you've been known for, known for years on the job, you're like, I don't even know this guy, you know, because he's throwing out, you know, Trump, Trump dialogue and stuff like that. So I, I don't know. We will have to follow this story to find out what's happening with this particular plaque because it well, just seems I, so I ironic. What's that? And, and maybe I'm just being a little too logical, but if it requires congressional approval to remove it, would it would it be safe to assume that it required congressional approval to put it up there? No, not hardly. And what it took to put up there was a fucking nail in a wall. No, I'm just saying, if they're saying it takes congressional approval to move it, no. then who who gave the authority to put it up there in the first place? No, because it just it's it's on private property, it's behind so many layers of stuff. Not I wouldn't say private property because it belongs to the US Army. Right. But it's just behind layers of attitude. You know, people that love that, people that, you know. I'm just saying, if you go in reverse, if they're saying, oh, Congress has to approve, take that down, then you would think, well, then Congress, did they approve it when it went up? Well, shit like that. People are scared to death to touch it. I mean, you don't take down That's a Black right. Panther sign mm-hmm. on something from years back saying, well, let's just remove this Black Panther. We don't want to get the wrong idea. But stuff like that, they're, they're afraid of the rebuttal. Mm-hmm. You know, they know that them hillbillies are fucking crazy. And a lot of people don't want to touch that. So they want they want to get a paper trail on it. 
you know, so it's, it's, it's a mess. And, and that's what everything in the world today that has to do with any kind of uh, stuff that Trump is doing and supporting and all. He got so many crazies behind him. That's why he's able to get away with stuff because people saying, look, I ain't saying shit because them people following Trump, they crazy as a motherfucker. And they yeah, threatening exactly. people's family and all that jazz. Well, you, you know, see how so. the, um, the FBI, once they launched that investigation, they had people coming for them. People yeah. were tracking down FBI agents, um, personal addresses. Go, you know, uh, somebody tried to get to an agent somewhere. They caught him with a rifle, a gun, or yeah, something. Yeah, but when Trump was the president two years ago, they were praising the FBI. So yeah. how do you turn coat that quick on now putting people down? That's some crazy MAGA folks. Uh, anyway. As soon as Trump said the FBI is coming for me, mm-hmm. they're persecuting me, that was like Kettle said, he was sending a message. And those people who said, all right, message received, they started going after FBI agents and other, you know, law enforcement people. That's the, that's the world in which we live. That man got thanks too much to power. 45. He got too much power. I told you he's a rodeo clown. He doesn't know what to do with the power. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. on that note, Kel, wow. it's about time for a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if you guys are listening to us tonight, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306, and press 1 and to press get in the queue. Yep, yep. If you guys got any questions or comments or you want to start your own conversation, hit us up tonight because uh, we would love to hear from you. All right, our cocktail right. of the night is uh, the Ciroc Lola. Ooh. Yes. All right, what's that? Uh, enjoy a Ciroc Lola using Ciroc, of course, ultra premium vodka, pomegranate uh, juice, elderberry liqueur, and a splash of champagne. Champagne. All right. Uh, 1.5 ounces of Ciroc vodka. Uh, a little more if you if, if you want to need a stronger drink, you can do two ounces. Uh, 1.5 ounces of the pomegranate juice. Uh, point, uh, 25 ounces of the elderberry liqueur, which is um, it's a liqueur that that's like um, tastes like a uh, like a bit like a pear, but uh, it's more per- perfumey, so you know you don't need as much. Also, um, one splash of champagne. So we're going to combine the Ciroc vodka, pomegranate juice, and uh, the elderberry liqueur in a shaker with ice. Shake well and strain into a chilled coupe, coupe glass. Top with a splash of champagne and garnish with the orchid flower. So that is the Ciroc Lola. So it will be on our website. What's it called again? I've got to write it down. Ciroc Lola. The Rock L-O-L-A. Lola. Yep, the Rock Lola. Okay. Wow. It sounds kind of exotic, but uh, I'm here for it. Hey, why not? Well, I'm going to take it to Hawaii uh, later on with the Hollywood wrap-up, so. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Let me let me check my bag. That's okay. perfect. All right. Uh, let's see. Papa Didi? You ready for what's popping, or did you want to take a quick break? Yeah, let's take a CC. All right. Well, we're going to take a... together here. Oh, okay. Going to collect yourself. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and then on the other side of the break, we're coming back with Papa Didi, 
And what's poppin'? You're listening to The Pajama Party Show. We'll be right back. To the original pajama party with Papa Didi, Red Wine, and myself, Kettle. You are listening to the original pajama party on Blog Talk Radio. Every Friday night at 9 p.m., you can talk with Papa Didi, Red Wine, and myself, Kettle, about our in focus topics of the week, lighten it up with our weird news, our off chain commentaries. Also, our unusual kiss it list and more. You can even call in with your own topic. We don't care. We just want to talk. Remember, PJs only, no clothes allowed. Join us every Friday night, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And bring your favorite cocktail, because that's what we do. Cheers. Welcome back to the John Fire One Hills Papa D. I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, over to you, Papa D. It's time for most what's popping. I tell you, you know, the most popular thing going on right now, man, is the uh, Serena Williams. You know, um, I don't know. At one point, I was, you know, I was, I was into her in the beginning. Then as time went on, I guess maybe just her flavor and things like that over her life and her in the media and all that jazz. And and I kind of, you know, fell off as a, as a true fan and just kind of got normal with it. But but with this final go that she got going on to the U.S. Open, I, man, I've become a crazy fan. Mm. You know, because it seems like right now what she's doing at 40 years old, and I think she'll be 41 uh, this month here, as a matter of fact, but uh, what she's doing to these young girls, and you know, that when she won on uh, Wednesday night already, but then her and her sister got smoked in the uh, doubles. But um, and, and Venus is a whole nother another story. That's <laughs> that's a whole nother story. But anyway, uh, Serena's playing tonight, and the, the, the tied up tied up one game apiece. And um, you know, to to see her. Uh, her stamina at her age and her stand power is just unbelievable. You know, it's unbelievable. And with the different celebrities there and everybody rooting her on from all over the world, it's just a, such a great way to go out. I was wondering how she was going to go out because with the situation with the uh, movie and all, and I think she's waiting for the movie to get done and uh, for her to step back into another evolution with that and different commercials and promotions and that she was doing as far as the uh, you know, the um, things she was advertising out there. And then to, to, for her to come back with the U.S. Open, which is in America, instead of her trying to retire from the French opening or something like that, which she could. But right now she's getting crazy accolades from this U.S. opening. Every time she goes, every time she scores, the crowd is just cheering like crazy. I think everybody in the audience 
is seeing a different thing about her they're proud of, whether her being a mother or her just being a, a, a black superstar, her taking out these different young players at her age and everything, and, and, and also with her retiring after this particular um, tournament is over. And, and like I said, she smoked her first person, and she's in the second round now playing, and, uh, you know, she's doing her thing. So win, lose, or draw, like she said on Wednesday night, she got nothing to lose. Nothing to lose, nothing to gain. She's got a bunch of championships. She's got three gold medals. She's won double singles. She's won over in France. She's won over in Wimbledon. She, she's won it all. You know, she, she's done it all. So you can't really hate. And different people in the audience like Tiger Woods and and uh, Russell Wilson, you know, the quarterback and everybody, just superstars, Gladys Knight, Dionne Ward. And you, just, you can't go wrong with everybody's looking for inspiration from her. And she's inspiring everybody out there. Because she's just naturally looking like herself, you know, like a mother out there that's at middle age, has the look, the look of I'm older now, you know, I'm not the little girl out there running around no more. It takes much more stamina, it takes much more paying attention, attention to detail, and it's just the look at her face as she plays. You can see, you know, where you would be during your retirement golden ages and all, and she's just playing it big time. And it's beautiful. So tonight, whether she win, lose, or draw, you know, She's going out like a hero, big time, and, and people love her. So hats off and big cheers for uh, Serena to see what she does. And she's out there doing it. Right. I'm, I'm happy for her. Like like you said, she really has nothing to lose. Not at she's all. not trying to prove anything. She's just playing for the love of the game before she lays that racket down. Mm-hmm. All right. And you're right. They got some superstars out there. I see Sierra and uh, the hubby. Uh, he didn't move to another team now. What what team is he playing for now, Papa? In Denver Broncos. Uh, Sierra's husband. Oh, Denver Broncos. Okay. He yeah, just signed a, a big bit. contract too. Wow. Extension. Wow. I think he's making like fifty million a year now. He's crazy. He's. Thanks. Oh yeah. They live in large. Ooh. Well, you know Walmart owns that team now, so. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, all right. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, shout out to Serena. Do your thing. And, yeah, we don't know what's going on with Venus. But... Yeah, Venus is another story altogether. Right <laughs> but she had enough. She, she was the out doubles. there first. Yeah, give her some props. She did play the doubles um, the other day. So I'm not sure if they won or not, but they played the No, they, they lost. Uh, the they lost. They oh, lost okay. big time. Oh. Matter of fact, they kept hitting the ball over toward Venus, and that's how they kind of won. So. Yeah, I, I'm not just saying that. It's very true. No, because they, they right, knew that right. was the weaker side. That was the weak side. Mm. In the, uh, mm-hmm. I saw that, and it was like, mm. mm-hmm. But Venus was Venus kicked butt first before, Venus, before Serena did. Yeah, she did she her thing when it was her time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she's older mm-hmm. than Serena, so she was out there first. And she's got yeah. a bunch of endorsements and awards and everything, but she didn't. She didn't really. Her popularity and her her winning ways fell off a while back. She just not giving it up. She still goes out there and loses in the first round. I'm like, boy, you got to. Yeah, I'm like, how long are you gonna do that? How long are you gonna keep losing the first <laughs> exactly. round? Exactly. Really. She gets out there and first round, she's gone. Gets smoked by Joe Nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. after a while, you got to say, all right, honey, read the writing. Enough or they enough. say, read yeah. the room. 
read the well, little Well, is enough. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right, we're going to shift gears. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, we're going to the well, weird news, right? Yeah, lighten yeah, lighten it up. Yeah. Okay, lighten it up. Well, I got a weird one for you to start it out with. You know how the thing now is about identity, you know, what people say, I identify as this and I identify as that. Well, we got one, um, a girl at a private school in Melbourne, which is Australia, I believe. This girl, uh, reportedly, she's a teenager. She says she identifies as a cat. Um She's been expressing cat-like behavior and is apparently now nonverbal. So she doesn't even talk anymore because she's a cat. The school is allegedly allowing her to continue acting this way as long as she doesn't distract other students. Now, my question is, how are you not distracting other students if you're acting like a cat and you don't speak anymore? Anyway, the school also reports that their students seem to be displaying a wide range of issues lately. This includes problems with mental health, anxiety, and identity. So she is not an isolated case at this school. The school says they're working hard with each student to try to give them the support and the help that they need. And uh, a source who knows the family of the cat-identifying teenager says that this case seems to be pretty unique and doesn't appear as though the the school exactly knows how to act. So the source, this same source, says that nobody seems to know, like, what's the protocol for students who act like or identify as animals. You know, like, that's one of those things that, like, what do you do? If you're a teacher and you've got a student who doesn't speak anymore and identifies as an animal, how are you supposed to teach? What? It's just a very bizarre situation. Is so she not even saying meow? I don't know. They just say she's nonverbal <laughs> and she's acting cat-like. So, mm-hmm. I mean... The cats I've observed, they lick themselves constantly and they purr. So I don't know if that's what she's doing. But they're saying that so far it's not disrupting anybody and the school's trying to be supportive of it. But, you know, they went on to talk about how there's groups of students who have been doing things like walking on all fours and acting like either cats or foxes. I think they need to check the atmosphere and the air, the water. Something's going on in this school. Maybe this is cool. They they need to do something about that. That doesn't even make sense. Maybe this is school tripping. I I don't know. I mean, but if they've got other incidents going on, then somebody better check something. Because they said some of these kids that are walking on all fours and identifying as foxes, that they've even cut holes in their uniforms where their foxtail would would be if they actually had one. See, this this is like that's a lot. That's some weird behavior. So I don't know if this is really just a mental thing. Is it a phase just for attention? I I don't know. That that's my weird news. Oh, told you it was weird. <laughs> Yeah, that was, All right. that was crazy. Very strange. 
This is uh this is this is very weird. This is one of those um comments from a TikToker. Mm-hmm. Uh her name is uh Jenna Mentis. Okay. I guess she has her own popularity in her own world. But she said that she discovered that her fried chicken order was actually fried paper. Now I'm just trying to understand whether that's the hoop the hype and hoopla of her or is it actually actually store or whatever. But they start off by saying a woman who ordered fried chicken was ready to um munch into her meal that is that is until she realized that it was actually well, actually wasn't chicken that she received. Then they go into her, her particular title, TikToker Jenna Mentis, you know, and she got her at such and such title. Had ordered her fried chicken and fries from the chicken restaurant chain um Zaxby or Zaxby Z A X B Y. Zaxby. Oh, I heard it in Zaxby's. Zaxby's. Yeah, but soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, well, I guess I guess I guess I'm not eating where y'all eating. So <laughs> <laughs> this shit went over my head completely. I only see them when I'm traveling, like road trips. Well, where where well, are you? Where are you I traveling? I saw them like going south. We on Route 66. No, going south. Down 95. Okay. Atlanta. Well, y'all, mm-hmm. y'all are worldly. Okay. Yeah, I've seen them in Virginia, <laughs> but no. Anyway, um, so she's saying I can't make this up. When I went to get my chicken, it's paper. Now I'm trying to figure out what is how you how do you have fried paper? I'm just not understanding. Anyway, they oh, literally fried paper. She, she, she said uh, they literally fried effing paper, and that's that that's. They're not about the. She said they're not about to like me because I'm going to uh, DM them and put them on TikTok and all kind of stuff. She just like ripped them apart, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, she tagged the place and then sarcastically wrote "delicious paper" and and all this here, and it ended up getting like 33.5 million views, 52,000 comments, 3.4 million likes. I'm like, what? Fucking world. Well, fried paper? I, I don't wow. Know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, all <laughs> yeah, I'm saying is that all I'm, the, the moral of the story, according to me, I guess a person from another generation is saying that do people have to get off on the likes and the messages and the and the DMs yeah. and, the, and Yeah, and they and do. Like, well, yeah. no, I'm not saying that with enthusiasticness because I really don't give a fuck. So okay. I'm not okay. saying that, we and I'm not saying that to be, I'm not saying that to be cruel either. Right. All I'm saying is that I'm not going to let any other generation tag me to jump into their behavior. And I'm not even talking about generation. I would turn it to more of a personality thing and what you're into. But if well, I'm not into that. she was calling out the restaurant. She was calling out the restaurant. Right, right. Yeah, and but I did, when I did you, see, I actually saw the video and it was fried paper. Yeah. Yeah, but it's okay, like right, chicken right. strips, but it was fried paper. So yeah, right. Well, somebody crazy. must have dropped some crap in the fryer, or whatever. Yeah. But I'm saying, but the gratitude that people get back is, and the one, and I'm like, I'm not saying this with ignorance attached to it. What I'm saying is that if you have people that like you or follow you, my question was always this from the very beginning on this: Can I get a dollar from everybody that's following me? Can I get that? You know what I mean? If and I that's, have, that's what go if I have, for. go for that. No, wait a minute. Whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You jumped into <laughs> enough. We ain't talking GoFundMe. We talking likes, okay? 
We talking likes. Now, if I'm living a life where I'm in that world, and I'm not putting that world down because if that world is not part of my life, I'm not even. But all I'm saying is that if you're getting off on something that's not bringing you nothing back but numbers, but if all these people are liking me, if I got people that follow me, can I ask those 750,000 people following me, please send me a dollar, each one of y'all, please. You know what I mean? Papa, and I'm leaving, I'm leaving there. That's rhetorical. That's, that's, that's rhetorical. Yeah, but I'm not. That's that's my point. I'm not kissing their ass or getting on their bandwagon. And I'm not saying it with any kind of brutalness. I'm just saying that anybody that's in their generation, be comfortable in your generation. And don't care what your – if your generation is satisfying your life, paying your bills, leaving you comfortable and keeping you in a good perspective. You ain't got to kiss nobody else's generation in order to find satisfaction in yourself. That's all I'm saying with that. I'm not putting down people who can go on with the DMs and the likes and the this and the that. And I'm not ignorant to technology, not by no stretch of the imagination. But nowadays, there's just some, some shit I just don't be bothered with. You know, I just don't. I'm like, yo, nah, I'm cool. You know, and that's it. But I'm not putting okay. none of it down. Anyway, that's why when I read this story, I'm like, the likes and the DMs, it sounds like she's giving herself self-gratitude. She's talking more about what she likes and hits and looks and views than the fucking chicken. Damn, did you get your money back? Or what's your results of your bad experience? <laughs> Talk about what happened with your customer service with that. But anyway, yeah. I'm going to get off. I spent too much time on that. Okay, let's move on. All right. All right. Okay, uh, the next yeah. story is, is, is a Bud Light story about these crazy-ass readers. Lime readers. Anyone who's had a Bud Light Lime reader maybe owes some money thanks to a, a, a settlement. So it goes on to say Bud Light decided to ride that wave back in 2012 and introduce the readers. Damn, he's been around that long, huh? Which you mostly likely associate with the Lime readers, 8% um, was an adult beverage that serves as its flagship offering. So. It's hard to imagine that uh, there are many people out there who generally been under the impression they were purchasing an authentic margarita by picking up a can that primarily features Bud Light on the packaging, along with the label that makes it clear the liquid container side is a malt beverage. Hello. People, ah. people are not paying attention. They just go by the cute can. So... It didn't stop this particular person from filing a class action suit against Anheuser-Busch, they own Budweiser, in the federal court that accused the company of misleading consumers due to the absence of a disclaimer or any other statement indicating that the margarita product does not contain tequila or that the product <laughs> is just a flavored beer. That's all it is. Mm. I thought it was cooler wow. for a long time until somebody says, that's flavored beer. So uh, it may seem frivolous, but the big beer giant apparently decided it would be easier to settle the case out of court, which means anyone who purchased any Rita brand product between January 1st, 2018, and July 19th, 2022, you can get some money back. So based on the terms of, of the settlement, you're not going to walk away with a life-changing amount of money. As the purchase of a single 25-ounce can means 
You're entitled to a whopping total of ten cents. What? What? That's not getting your money back. Well, and they said the average household is twenty one dollars and twenty five cents would be per household. Why? Damages without a proof of purchase are capped at a total of $9.75. So why waste the gas and the time to try to go get $10, less than $10? Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense. So, But, I mean, hey, you got to be careful what you, you know, what you're putting on these cans and you're misleading people. People don't like that. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, the, the person just proved the point that you can sue. Some big wigs, you know, and uh, get some progress from it. So I'm quite sure they've changed their labeling since then. So the next time you guys go into the liquor store and you see the can of Rita, uh, check it out. <laughs> so Well, well, well. That's so they were selling yeah. flavored beer, fooling people. I remember that brand. I, re- I remember that. I remember them. And yeah, I remember trying it one time, and I didn't like the way it tasted, and I never messed with it. I tasted it and said, nah, I don't like that. But I guess if you thought about it and you are a a beer drinker or cooler drinker and it's made by Anheuser-Busch, which is a beer company, you would think that, okay, this is beer, it's just flavored. But people didn't put the two together, so, you know, hey. Yeah, if you were a margarita drinker, you definitely wouldn't taste it, you know. No, it had oh, a weird taste to it, and, if you, and I if just you don't, didn't care And if there's for no it. tequila in there, you would definitely be in bamboozled. For sure. But if you're, a margarita drinker, if, if you're a margarita drinker you're not, and you want something light, you wouldn't be geared to a, a, a little can of Rita. You would go to with, like, the Jose Crevels, because it says it on the package. Jose Crevels mm. margarita. This mm. Rita beer, it, it doesn't say that. It just says, you know, you know the Rita Lime Rito, whatever wow. flavor that you're getting. So, hey, they got everybody okay. on that one. Which is definitely yeah. the opposite and, from the other company, though. And, and, the other company, they, they do some, Yeah, they did some work. great packaging. They did some great packaging. That's what they did. You know, because yeah, it came out as a six pack. Yeah. It, it, but if you think about it, if you're a beer drinker, think about it. it came out as a six pack, and it's from a beer company. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like the signs were there. <laughs> yeah, we just didn't pay attention to it, so they got us. They got us, so yeah, they got us. All right, yeah. Well, the okay. lesson learned: read your labels, people. Read your labels. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm ready to go right into. I'm just saying because I want to talk about this next topic. So you mind oh, if I just Lord. jump right in? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, I want to talk about, uh, is clean water too much to ask for? You know, there have been a lot of issues with the lack of clean water in this country in various places. And it's usually in places where there are either people of color or people of less income or both. Poor black folks, poor white folks, but it seems like people that have means and money they don't seem to be going through all these changes. Have y'all noticed that? Seems like their water is just fine. They don't have sewage coming up, brown water running. They don't have, you know, all kind of crazy stuff happening. So, okay, the residents of Mississippi right now are going through all of this. 
their water is so messed up that now, which this is, to me, this was a crazy statement. They were told, shower with your mouth closed. And when I heard that, I was like, wait a minute, what? Shower with your mouth closed? I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a poll. How many people amongst us shower with your mouth open? Who does that? I mean, what are you doing? Are you drinking water while you shower? I don't understand that one. I mean, I know your face can get wet, but are you really, like, gulping or swallowing water in the shower? But they put this statement out anyway, telling people, shower with your mouth closed. But now the water is all tainted. They're saying it's not safe for drinking or really much of anything else. Now, Michigan, I mean, uh, Mississippi has been under a boiled water situation for like a month now. This started back in, what month is this? This is September now. That started in July when they started with the you need to boil your month. Because they said the water processing plants weren't functioning correctly. Uh, the tap water uh, problem came to a head actually on Monday of this week. And that was when the river flooded. So it's like stuff is just piling up, piling up. Uh, the da- there's damage in the water treatment plant, which caused the failure and the faucets. That you know, when you get the messed up situation where your pressure isn't working right in the water, so water is barely coming out. And they were saying that, and for the people where the water was coming out, it's coming out brown. You know, I'm like, come on, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, you got about 150,000 people in Jackson, Mississippi, and a whole lot of them, y'all know Jackson, Mississippi, a whole lot of these people down there are black people and people in lower income brackets. Why do we always have to bear the brunt of the bull crap? I'm just saying, what what you got to do to get clean water in America, land of the free, the home of the brave? And apparently, if you got money, you can have clean water. So, uh, I heard somebody saying when they were talking about this on the news, a person being interviewed said, uh, well, when there used to be more white people living in the area, we had more tax dollars to keep the water plants, you know, working correctly to maintain them and all. But a lot of those people have moved away over the years. And the current residents are, you know, don't pay that much in taxes. So, therefore, the problems have just exacerbated over the years. And I'm listening to this lady just tap dancing around the issue. So, what you're saying is white people moved out and now black people are still there. And the black people don't have the money to pay the taxes that richer white people did. And now, that's why the water processing plant is all screwed up. So, in a nutshell, you're blaming it on poor black folks, that the water is all screwed up and unclean and unsafe? Why we got a better brunt of that? The water processing plant should be right just because it should be right. But they're blaming it on, oh, it's the tax money, you know, white people paid more money for taxes and black people just don't, you know? I'm like, Wow. That's the way y'all going to spend this? So that's what they're saying. And it's not just there. Flint, Michigan, how long has that been going on? That's been years. 
that Flint, Michigan's water has been messed up and you can't drink it safely. They've been doing bottled water for how long? Three or four years now or longer? Trenton, New Jersey. Trenton, they New got Jersey. jacked up water. Trenton, New Jersey. They got people boiling water for what, two, mm-hmm. two, three years now? I mean, I'm just saying. And, again, these are places where you have a higher population of black people. I'm saying, I'm calling out the bull crap. People should be able to have clean drinking water in this country. I mean, really all over the world, but specifically in the U.S. of A., when there is so much abundance, give me a break with this. And you're going to blame it on, oh, well, you know, black people haven't paid that much in the taxes. So that's how everything got like this. I'm not buying that. I'm just not buying it because it's not all black people down there. So you're going to make everybody suffer? Please. This is red wine, and I'm just saying. We should be able to have clean drinking water in this country and stop blaming it on black folks and poor folks. Clean this crap up. Mm. That was deep. It's ridiculous. That was a good one. Yeah, it is. Um, I think people don't know what to say out their mouth sometimes. Most of the time. And anyway, that's all I'm saying, you know. I just feel like something's got to give, you know. Something something will give. It will give. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, but if people die of thirst, they don't have time. You got the National Guard now bringing water in, just like they did for Flint. Now they're doing it Mm -hmm. down in uh, Mississippi. Yeah. Out west, they don't have any water. You got drought going on there, flooding down south, dirty water. I mean, I feel can't, like can't win. we're all under attack for something. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. I mean, I don't, this is kind of similar to it, but I just heard a story um, a couple of days ago that up there in Philadelphia, um, they having problems with the school system as far as, the air condition. And they said it won't be repaired for another two years. How stupid is that? Wow. That just doesn't even make any sense. So, uh, like you said, there's something going on. I think they're just trying to deprive us of either education or a way of living or they're just trying to just get, a, get rid of us altogether. That's how I feel sometimes because it's, it's just too much going on, you know. Well, they've been it's, trying it's to eradicate much. us for, what, since the beginning? <laughs> That's been going on. They just keep finding new ways to do it. But they brought us here, so we didn't have to be here. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's a whole nother, uh show. But, uh, yeah, okay. just the, true, true. Just the, just the BS that we're going through right now. Hopefully oh, we'll Lord. ride it out. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're going to take a little CC. We're going to take a little CC. I I think you need a break for a minute. (laughs) All right, let's do that. We'll take a quick break, and then on the other side of the break, what's coming up? We got a, we got Papa Didi. Oh, living for the city, Papa Didi. He's going to give us some words of wisdom on the other side of the break. We'll be right back.
You'll find this cognac over a glass of ice and a short glass. Goes great with Papa DD's segment. Living for the City on Blog Talk Radio every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time or apajamaparty.com on a live stream. I want to talk to that Papa DD myself. I'm going to hit him up. It's on 914-803-4306. Once again, that's 914-803-4306. And you should too. Welcome back to John Party One Year's Papa D. I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's now time for our Papa D and Living for the City. What's happening in the city, Papa Didi? Well, you know what? I tell you what, uh what you what what all of y'all what both of y'all were saying really uh has been you know, topics of discussion over the past few few weeks, months, years. What have you, you know, just like you were saying, uh, kind of concerning Philadelphia. You know, Philadelphia, it was where I'm from, my hometown, have very old schools up there that never had um, any kind of central air in there. And, you know, with global warming and 90-degree weather being more prevalent all the time, these schools are really getting beat down. But what I thought about the other day is why don't these schools, and they say, well, in order to get air conditioning here, it's going to cost millions of dollars. Well, stuff costs millions of dollars based on the contractors you get to put it in. You know, there's there's a bunch of people that who are HVAC qualified, bona fide, that are retired, that you can pay money to to get together, old guys that, that you know, older people that, that know the business, that can run some uh, some vents through the school, some uh, ducts through the school, running down the hall and such and such, going in a certain room, whatever. Where there's a will, there's a way. The biggest problem with the world today, as we were talking about earlier, is not, and nobody is ever going to stop anybody because we're all one nation under God. So what's good for the goose is good for the gander, okay? The water is going to get messed up all over the world if we just if we keep messing it up in in spots and spaces and places, you know what I mean? Because water flows like anything else, you know? It's like the blood going through your body. The same blood is going through your toes, is going through your fingers, going through your heart, going up through your brain and everywhere else because all that blood is inside your body. And we all live on one earth, so therefore water is going to be, after a while, if it's contaminated one place, it's going to be contaminated to another place. It's just a matter of time with anything in this world that's all connected. You know, we put different things on it, Republican, Democrat, black, white. The governor's talking about what he's going to do in Mississippi, you know, and where we need to do this and that. But what kind of pipes you got running inside the governor's mansion? I guess the pipes running inside the governor's mansion is cool. But the biggest problem, too, when we talk about these cities like Trenton, you know, being another area where I own property at and lived at for a while, Trenton, New Jersey, uh, they had a big reservoir down on the street called uh, Passaic Street. Big, big, this big uh, piece of land that that went up on a big hill, and you climb these long steps, and at the top of the steps was the reservoir, and the reservoir was a treatment center. 
So for some reason, in all these inner cities, these different reservoir areas have been shut down. I don't know whether the pandemic has stopped it, and but you know Flint had a situation where the governor just changed his water flow and had water coming from another source. Mm-hmm. He fucked that up. He should be in jail right now. Anyway, other situations is reservoirs not being treated right because see reservoirs are very meticulous places where it has to do with you know water treatment air treatment and all that these are very meticulous meticulous incidental areas real scientific logistic areas that have to be maintained like anything else like your basement if you don't go in your basement and maintain your basement what do you end up with mold mildew water bugs spider webs you know, it's like anything else. Anything that's not taken care of is going to be overridden by, you know, mildew and everything else. That's just, that's just part of it. Neglect. And neglect has been going on, like I said, because people don't care. See, money comes into these states and these low municipalities that keep that have a predominant level of minorities aren't getting the money they're supposed to get. But we as people don't speak up or we just don't know or we too lazy to give a shit. And they get, and then the, the politicians and the uh, council people supposed to be representing our communities, they got their head up their ass, you know? So nobody's getting any attention. Nobody's getting anything done. And now it's coming to a head because it's starting to be obvious in Flint and everywhere else. Because, you know, when water starts getting bad, I don't think it's just a story for that particular community. I think that whole state should be concerned, mm-hmm. you know, because water flows. Hell, if my neighbor got roaches, I'm going to have roaches eventually. If my my neighbor got mice, I'm going to have mice eventually, rats and anything else. Anything one person shares, another person going to get it. If you live in a community, it's connected, and we're all connected. You know, when that main pipe bursts, you know, you see on the news in the morning where the main pipe bursts and it messed up the street and everything. How many people got their water cut off? City people, suburban people, because that main pipe is connected to everybody, mm-hmm. whether it be a sewer pipe or what have you. So all I'm saying is that not gonna, it's not going to happen overnight because, like I said, they're doing their best to keep it in certain areas because some people don't want to deal with the crap. So now that the war is bad over here in Jackson... Every other place is going to make sure that their faucets are turned in the right way so they don't get... That's, wow, don't you got people that you love in Jackson? Relatives? I mean, there's only six degrees of separation. So somebody knows somebody somewhere. Somebody's fucking somebody somewhere. You know? You may have a beautiful, rich woman up in the suburbs who's going out with a young brother down in the hood. And she's pissed off that his water's fucked up. You know, mm-hmm. so so it's almost like the North and the South, Romeo and Juliet, any forbidden love or any forbidden situation that's separated based on entities is going to say, well, shit, we got to do something because my girl lives down there or my man lives up there or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's all connected at the while. It's all connected at the while. So these politicians, these white governors of Mississippi, don't get on the on the podium and say, yeah, we're going to do our best to get Jackson straight. Well, you're the governor of the whole fucking state. Why is Jackson Why is Jackson so messed up? That's like being the governor of Maryland and you talking about how Prince George County is a mess. 
But Montgomery County is cool. Charles County is cool. Mm-hmm. But everybody else is cool. But how did one become a mess? So those are things we got to look at and we got to vote. We got to get the right people in. Make sure money is being distributed from the government. It's going all over the state and taking care of business. And get people to get out there to volunteer to make these things right. Plumbers and pipe fitters and things like that. I mean, it's got to change. It's got to change. I'm going to leave it alone. But All right, then. Shit is sickening. Anyway. Yeah, you're right about it. Oh, man. All right, now. It's got to yeah, change. That was a good one, Papa. Yep. Got to change. Yep. Maybe yeah. somebody's out I there listening. Maybe it's. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, I think it really does come down to the vote. We got to get out there and vote for the right people. I agree. Yeah. You're right about that. And we've got to hold people accountable. If they say that they're going to do this and that, and that's why we vote for them, when they get in office, then we got to hold their feet to the fire and say, all right, I voted for you because you said you were going to do this and that. So now I'm expecting you to do that. Yeah, Deion Mm -hmm. Sanders. Deion Sanders, as a footnote, Deion Sanders is the uh, coach of the – Jackson State uh, football team down in Jackson, Mississippi. He's trying to get his players to be put in hotels and things like that to save them because they're fighting a whole water crisis with the locker room and everything. And this is HBCU colleges that are going through things down there. But, you know, on the flip note of that is that Dion, he's involved with baby faces, ex-wife, you know, Mm -hmm, and and she's connected with everything. So the connection Mm -hmm. can happen. And the noise can right. be made, and, and it could start there. But we just mm-hmm. all got to pay attention and work together. We really do. We really do. I'm just sad. I'm so saddened about that whole water thing. And like like yeah. like Red Wine said earlier, Trenton, New Jersey is just not just as just as bad. It don't get a lot mm-hmm. of press, but and I was getting mm-hmm. letters all the time in the mail saying boil your water. I'm like fuck. I'm gonna boil my water and I wake up in the morning. I just want to get up and wash my ass like everybody else. Mm. What I got mm-hmm. to boil my shit, you know? I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. It's crazy. Well, you ready for the Hollywood wrap-up, Kettle? Oh, I was going to take a little breather. I mean, that was some heavy oh. stuff Papa Didi was talking okay. about. Okay. Yeah. Yes, it was. All right. They want to yeah. breathe there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you talking about right. some heavy stuff, too, as well. So, yeah. It's all good. All right. Well, we'll do that. We'll take a quick break, and then we're coming right back with Kettle in the Hollywood wrap-up because she got the juice for us tonight. And we'll be right back on the other side of the break. Bonsoir, bonsoir. This is red wine, or as they say in Paris, je suis en rouge. Join me every Friday right here on A Pajama Party where I'll get on my rant, sit on my little bar stool, and give you my opinion on whatever has been bugging me whatever's on my mind this week. You don't want to miss it. I know I won't. So be here with me every Friday, red wine, on the Pajama Party Show. Visit us on www.apajamaparty.com and check us out. We'll see you there. Hi, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Dean. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. 
All right, it's time for cattle and the Hollywood wrap-up. Go for it, Pop. Come on. You ready? I'm ready. Hollywood. Hollywood. Let's go with it. All right. All right. I thought you were choking over there for a minute. (laughs) All right. Well, Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson. He just had a birthday, August the 29th. He would have been 64. Uh, The um, RIA, which is the Recording Industry Association of America, uh, makes Michael Jackson, he became the first thing in history to own multiple diamond albums and singles. Wow. Michael Jackson may already be listed in history books as the most successful recording artist in history, but even the 13 years after his death, he is still the king of pop. So, on, uh, like I said, he, he was 64, turned 64 on, on August the 29th. Um, the RIAA took to the press to reveal tunes from the late pop icon's timeless musical catalog have had their certification status updated due to astonishing and ongoing consumption of digital platforms. So, uh, wow. hey, folks are really playing his music. Um, tunes like, um, you know, this, this is almost the 40th anniversary of Thriller. I'm like, wow. Three months shy of the 40th anniversary of Jackson's game-changing album Thriller, which was at 34 times platinum in the United States, stands as the best-selling LP ever by a solo artist. Wow. Its title track and fan favorite, Billie Jean, was certified diamond, a measure that denotes sales of $10 million in the United States. Okay, so the That's 10 diamond lie. platinum was Billie Jean and Thriller. The 8 platinum was Beat It. The 4th platinum was Pretty Young Thing. And the first, the 1 platinum is The Young Girl of Mine. And Gold was The Lady uh, in My Life. I don't give mm. a jack at it. He, he did the damn thing. That's all I can say. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. Those are all it's, classic it's, songs, man. Oh, hell to the year. But I, I don't realize it, it's almost 40 years. It's crazy. It's crazy. Okay. All right. Um, Tyrese. Haven't heard from Tyrese in a while. But he will pay $10,000 a month in child support. Uh, he takes off the judge. Um, yeah. Uh, Tyrese, you know, he, I don't know, sounds like he talked back to the judge or the judge didn't like some things that he said. Um, you know, during the trial, his ex-wife, Samantha, right, they have a child together, and he has to pay um, a little bit over $10,000 a month. This is monthly wow. income. Ooh, That's so a heavy child t- support. Dude, I know so he tells the judge, hey, I've been t- paying my uh, uh, ex-wife's um, car note for two years. So he gives them a little, you know, break from that. But, it, it, hey, he still owes us some money. <laughs> Shit, it doesn't matter. He took like $46,000 off of that, that bill. But he still owes her about $170,000. So that constitutes hmm. about $10,000 a month. Yep. It is what it is, baby. Don't don't mess with the judge, baby. 
Tyree, you oh, better just tap it on up. No, you better go write a song about it, right? <laughs> okay. My girl Oprah, she's in the news. Oprah Winfrey, she celebrates Ava DuVernay's 50th birthday with a three-day birthday bash. Of course, in her home in Hawaii, you know, her girlfriend Gail was there and all the like. Probably about 30 or 40 other people were there. Um, she uh-huh. laid it out, red carpet and everything, for three days. Can you imagine them partying for three days in Hawaii? Mm. Hey. Wow. <laughs> That's how you party. That's mm. what's up. Hey, if you want to give a party, call Oprah. Hey. Um, on her Hawaiian estate for three days. That's not a shabby thing. But they've been friends almost 10 years. So, I mean, uh, hey, they've done a lot for each other, made a lot of money for each other as well. So, mm-hmm. um, also, there's going to be a Millie Vanilli, haven't heard that name in a long time, biopic about the Pops duo Scandalous Rise and Fall. Uh, they unveiled the first look. The two guys are going to play them. They're newcomers, and they look just like them. You have to see a, a video of these two guys. And the name of the uh, movie is going to be A Girl You Know That's True. This was back in the 80s. This is the 80s pop R&B duo, Millie Vanilli. Uh, They're getting a big screen treatment in a biopic titled uh, Girl, You Know It's True. So Hmm. it should be interesting. I mean, it might be an interesting story, you know. People say, I'm not going to watch that, but I I, I think people are going to be glued to this because they want to know. I just want to know, but I just want to know, do we need that? I guess we we need need that? that in our lives. I guess we needed that in our lives, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I bet you folks will be glued to the, to the TV. Um, Megan Thee Stallion uh, continues to work on her acting shop and has officially made her Marvel Cinematic Universal debut. She's going to be in the new uh, movie called She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. She's going to play herself. Really? And uh, I'm not sure what she's going to be doing in, in it, but... You know, she's going to do her thing. So kudos to her. She, she's constantly just getting roles and doing different things. Um, I ain't mad at her. She's doing her thing. Right. Okay, Miss Megan. Uh, yeah. And our hometown girl, Regina Hall, she is playing in a new movie tonight called Honk for Jesus with Sterling K. Brown as her, uh, you know, uh, her co-host. It's 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 about um, a mega church, and they had a big scandal. First, they had over five thousand uh, people in the church. Now it, it constitutes down to five because of the big scandal. So now they're trying to promote their church uh, back to where it was to the five thousand plus members of their church. So Over. it's called Honk for Jesus, uh, starring Regina Hall, Sterling K. Brown. And some other newcomers as well. So that comes out tonight in your local theaters, which tonight is officially um, they call um, Cinema Night or Cinema Day. Um, tickets for the uh, movie are three dollars tonight, and um, it's all really? over Regal and different other places. Yeah, they're charging three dollars. They trying to get folks back into the theater, so that's a big deal. Oh. Yeah, and. Um, also, if you have Peacock, it's streaming on Peacock as well. So 
it's interesting that the movies are in the theaters and they're streaming online at the same time. Um, they did that same thing with um, uh, Dolomite because uh, I saw it. Um, I, I streamed it when it first came out with um, Eddie Murphy. So, yeah. Oh, right. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's my Hollywood wrap-up. All right. You got all the good information. All right. Thank you so much. And the Hollywood wrap-up is brought to you by Kettle and our parent company, DC Homegrown. Um, Oh, also, I had one last one. I was able to to make it to the Miami premiere of Angie's Cure, which is uh, a project by one of our friends of the show, Lynette Tichelle and Corey Grant, producer, director, I'm sorry, he's the director. Uh, It was really good. So they're doing, like, tours based on different cities. I believe they're going to Atlanta next. I'm not sure when that is until they finally do the actual, you know, theatrical release. But if you see Angie's Cure coming to a city near you, you got to go check it out. Hmm. <sighs> All right. That's All right. it. That takes us down to the kiss it list, Papa Didi. Yeah. Well, one note I want to put out is that uh, Serena Williams lost her bid to uh, make a comeback in her final appearance. Uh, the match is over, and she lost in uh, two out of three sets. So she's officially retired. Well, we still applaud her. Did her thing. Yay, Serena, you tried. Yeah, but yeah, she she's a beast. She's a beast. All right. Well, let's get. Let's talk about the kiss it list. Can you explain what the kiss it list is, Papa D? Oh, that's people that show their butt honey. And we put them on blast. Okay. Let's see. Who are we going to start it out with? Uh, How about Sesame Place? You remember that incident where the character Rosita did the no hand signal to the two black girls in Sesame Place? And then it made national news and all of that happened. Well, I'm adding Sesame Place to the Kiss It list tonight because Sesame Place had the audacity to send that same family, that mother, uh, an invitation to come on back to Sesame Place. And she was like, are you serious? Like, I don't care what you say, if you apologize, you talking about Oh, yeah, we want you to come on back. Here's an invitation. I think that woman was about ready to tell them what to do with that invitation. But I like Sesame Place. Y'all need to just back off, you know, because it wasn't the whole park. It was one of the employees who did it. Y'all need to just lay low. But leave that woman alone. Back off. Uh, Sarah Palin for trying to make a comeback based on her name and what she did back in, what was that, 2006? Mm-hmm. Girl, sit down. Go do you another reality show with your with your wild family. And she couldn't jump on that uh, Trump bandwagon. No, remember that crazy reality show she had going on with her family and her kids, and then her daughter had and a baby. All the drama and all they had. And, yeah, they and had, she was messing with a black guy. Man, they had drama coming and going. Oh so, yeah, exactly. Uh, Tom Cotton, Senator Tom Cotton, 
for putting out that crazy comment about the Alaska election being rigged and not legitimate and all of that stuff. You're on the kiss of this. old bastards got to stop talking like that. Yeah. All those GOP people who keep saying that stuff, if they don't have any proof of it, then stop doing that. Because you're just making things worse for everybody. Uh, who else you got, Papa D? Oh, you got anybody? Got the governor of uh, Mississippi. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Governor of Mississippi. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to do what we can to get Jackson back in order. But my question is, how's that water uh, that's running through the governor's mansion? Mm-hmm. Is that good water? No? Yeah. If it's like good they water, say, what's in your wallet? What's in your pipe? Man, if it's good water, won't you divert some of that water you got in the governor's mansion down to Jackson? Because mm-hmm. obviously, and the governor's mansion is never near the black neighborhood. No. You know, it's probably way up in the country somewhere running under his own faculties anyway. Oh, also, I want to add the, the officers that were involved in um, berating that five-year-old black child in Maryland. And handcuffing him and threatening, well, not threatening, but telling him about how he's going to get beaten and all that kind of crazy stuff. Those two cops, you're on the kiss it list. And whoever did not choose to punish them, you're on the kiss it list as their supervisors. Um, Oh, the West Point, that uh, KKK plat at West Point, whoever was involved in that, you're on the kiss it list. Saying they discovered it. Yes, you discovered it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's okay. hanging on the wall at the entrance of the science center. Yeah. Now, how many people went in that science center and I saw that plaque? Took the words right out of my oh, mouth. Oh God, I tell you, this world. And is somebody so... finally looked at it and said, "What is that? Is that say Ku Klux Klan?" Now it's a discovery. Yeah, it's been saying it for fifty years. And that's like the way Columbus, quote unquote, discovered America. So mm-hmm. it's that kind of discovery, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, 45 for constantly lying about those papers and everything else that comes out of his mouth, that's a lie. And he's going to pardon the people from this direction when he becomes oh, president. Don't worry about going to jail for a year or six months. When I become president, I'm going to pardon you. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be out of jail by then, motherfucker. Yeah. Shit, would you pardon him by paperwork? Mm-hmm. You gonna clear my paperwork or something? But sure ain't pardon me from getting the, you know. Yeah. Get the salami put in me inside jail. Oh well. Anybody else? Kettle? Going once? Um, the folks up there, the officials up there in um, Philly, who have to do with the school system. Um, shame on you guys about mm-hmm. the uh, air conditioned units. You know, those kids were going back to school and. You guys should have had that stuff up to par. You know, you should budget mm-hmm. for those things. Some fans or something. Go to Home Depot and get them big-ass fans, you know. Yeah, do they, something. They better do something. Yeah. Yeah. They just better do something. So, yep. Oh, wait. We forgot about Anheuser-Busch for fooling everybody with those lime readers <laughs> like it was a margarita. <laughs> Y'all full of crap. All right. Is that everybody for this week? Yeah, I think much. so. Mm-hmm. All right. We got a bonus gift for everybody on this week's Kiss It List. 
All right, welcome back to the John Party. One who's Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. We're down to the last word. Ooh. Last word, Papa Didi. What's your last word? My last word is, uh, you know, just man. I just, I just want, I just want the world to come together, man, with all this stuff, with border and all that jazz. Cause border is like a basic entity, a basic right. That everybody deserves to have, man. You shouldn't have to be concerned about taking a bath or taking a shower. It's just water. Pay the water bill and let the shit flow. What the hell we got to be worried about? And if it's some brown shit coming out of the faucet and in our toilets, and in our, in our, that's somebody else's responsibility fucked up. They're making the black neighborhoods feel like it's their fault. Well, the neighborhood. What the fuck? We turn the faucet on like everybody else. That's what I said. Anyway. All right. Well, my last word is shout out to the team and crew of Angie's Cure, the film. They have done such a great job on that film. It was fantastic. And if you want to get information and just check it out, look at the preview or the trailer. It is on Angie'sCure.com. That's Angie's with an S, Angie'sCure.com. Check them out. It's a black production written by black folks. Beautiful. It's just beautiful. I just like to support black. So y'all got to check it out. AngieScure.com. Support them. And uh, like Papa Didi said, this water situation needs to be resolved. All this money getting thrown into everything else. Everything else. Can we just at least all have clean water? How much money we get to the fucking Ukraine? That's what I'm saying. And now there's a gun bill that uh, President Biden was talking. I don't know if he signed it or what, but there's money going in so many directions. But let's clean up the water. Uh, what's your last word, Kevin? Um, I'm going to chime in on that as well. Um, I think the people that are, you know, in charge, that can do things about it, or that have worked there in the big wig. I hate to say it, but I think the people are just stealing the money. You know, the things that need to be taken care of, they don't take care of it. Just like our metro system here. Hopefully this guy's going to really do what he's supposed to be doing. But it's a lot going on here in the metro system. Um, but like I said, maybe he's going to do a better job. Just like the people with the water system and the people in the Philly and the school system. 
there's something underlining that we're missing, and uh, yeah, you're right. Like I That's said, right. they just they just don't want us it's to succeed. It's an underlining area that is gray as shit. Right. Yeah. So it's they just don't want us to succeed, but we're gonna pull through it, and um, we're gonna push through it. But also, I wanted to say that you can reach us every Friday night on com. You can call us, 914-803-4306, or you can catch us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or Deezer. We are, anywhere you get your podcast, the Pajama Party will be there. So thanks for listening. That's my last word. All right. And that'll do it for us. Mm-hmm. Oh, we wrapped up a little early tonight. All right. Well, we we did what we came to do. We gave you what we had. So we'll do it again next Friday night, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Western. Thanks for hanging with us. Uh, Any last words? Get that water Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. All about the water. That's like you said. It's the the basic thing of life. All right. Well, we're done. Say goodnight, Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. Say goodnight, cattle. Good night. And good night, everybody. We'll do it again next week. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko. Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. Party cool, keep it real for you.